Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. I am your host, Rob Kennedy, and coach of the Delicious Raviolis. And I'm sitting here. It's a little bit lonelier. We've only got one in the room with us today, but uh, Justin is off being the fantastic father that he is. But I've got my co-host and friend, Mickey Dell. How are we doing? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the owner, the coach of Mixed Pigs. How are we all? Mate, they're loving you. I I, I love your intro. I I mean, I'm still calling you the stat man. That's how how I'm going to refer to you because you do bring us the best stats. And there is no better time to have you in the room then with the forwards, and that's what we're focusing on today's episode. I feel like we've done a lot where we're focused on primos, but for anyone who is looking for that point of difference, this is the episode that you need to listen to and you need to listen to till the end. We will maybe go back and do some edits and some snippets and put some smaller ones out for you. But, mate, I've done my head in looking at the stats and the figures of uh-huh. a few of your mid-price maniacs. So your segment, I think, is going to be the bigger one today. What, what's your thoughts you know, there before I, we get into I it? I agree with you. There's there's a lot that we've got on our list here that are potentially locks in most people's sides. But I think the big difference this year, we've, we've got some backs who are big point scorers and uh, points generators. And then our mids, that's where we know the bulk of our points are going to come from. Uh, we've discussed in our last episode about our rucks and how they accumulate points and where to go to from there. But our Fords, there's a lot of mid-price madness here. There's not a lot of primos. Yeah, you're going to pick two or three, but this is where it's make or break for me. Yeah, spot on, spot on. There's a couple of things I want to mention just before we dive into those primos. Firstly, I'd love to say thank you to all our listeners out there. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed Jump on. Thank you to our unofficial sponsors always. Me being non-beer drinker myself, but if there was a beer that I'm going to drink, our unofficial official sponsor, Bolter, thank you. But um, 
to everyone out there listening, to everyone who has subscribed, if you haven't already, please subscribe. That's where you'll get all the alerts to all our updated content. Once we finish today's episode, we've done all the lines. We have done the defenders. We've done the mids. We've done the rucks. We finish here today with the forwards, and then we'll start doing some little snippets for you, little points of differences and how our teams are changing before we lead into round one. The second thing I'd love to say is jump on our Super Coach League and take us on. So our league code is 237113. That code again, 237113. Come and take us on. Send us your comments. Send us your feedback. We appreciate it all. And we always look to respond as quickly as we possibly can. And we'll even let you know if you've forced us to change our team. And that's a big shout out to anyone who does do that. And if we get a hold of some Bolter merchandise, maybe we'll even send it out to you. So you never know what can happen. (laughs) <laughs> but we dive in, mate. We, as I've said at the start, we'll jump in and dive into the, the forward primos. And we might do it a little bit different. We've played the sort of price tag game before. We've had a few more things to talk about. I think there have been a few more choices for people to make when it comes to the primos. But today, we're just going to start to talk about a few of those key high percentage own names and numbers. And we start with the top three. And I'd love to get your feedback on the top three based on price. Now, the top is at 64% owned, which is huge. I think that actually puts him as the number one owned player in the competition. Second is sitting at 21%. And the third highest price forward is only sitting at 4%. So I'm intrigued to see out of the one, two, three, if you think that is right, wrong, or spot on. Let's have a look. So Josh Dunkley is our number one. Stephen Canelio is our number two. And Isaac Heaney is number three. Mickey Dell, what are your thoughts? Joshy Dunkley, 596K. Gippsland boy, uh, the old man, I believe, still down Yarranway. So, shout out to the Dunkley family. He's a lock. The last four years 116, 102, 104, and 116 again. He wants to play more midfield time. It's been stated in the past, he almost got to my beloved Don's, but that trade fell through. Uh, he was looking for a predominant role in the midfield. He's going to get that at Brisbane. They're not going to want to use him as a hybrid ruckman. Um, there's just points galore there for him. Uh, that Brisbane midfield potentially is going to be the highest scoring midfield in the comp when you're looking at Neil, Bailey, Zorko, Dunkley. Uh, the, the list goes on, doesn't it? Lions. It's just ridiculous the depth they have and a real danger team this year, but... From a super coach point of view, at five ninety six, he's a he's a premium when it comes to midfields. But we're just lucky enough this year to have him as the ability to be a forward. So everyone, jump on! And I'd love to, yeah, everybody. Yeah, so I'd love to be playing you if you don't have Josh Dunkley in your side. Yeah, I think everyone's heard me harp on a lot about point of difference is still important. Uh, my team, and, and as I keep reevaluating it, is I'm, I'm going for the glory. Like I, I want to I want to win this thing, as everybody should want to do, not just win my league. I want to I want to try and go for the whole thing. And to do that, you've got to have some point of difference. Mm-hmm. But to do it, sometimes you've also got to have the most picked player in the competition. And I think I think you've got to start with Dunkley. I think it's an absolute lock that he must be there. So, Cornelio and Heaney, where do you go, mate? Cornelio always starts the year on fire. Like the man just, he's out of the gate. Uh, the last four years, 1098, uh, an injury riddled year with a 60 there, but then 101 last year. Um, I'm a watch this space with Cornelio. I haven't got him in my side, but 
with the new game plan that Kingsley's bringing in at GWS, their run-and-gun type style, and the fact that he can kick goals and move forward, yeah, with him, uh, who they got, Ward, Green, um, yeah, a big watch his space, but don't be surprised if he does hang around that price and even increase in price towards the end of the year. Yeah, I can't not pick this guy. And I say, I was about to say kid, because to me, I was lucky enough, I, I worked at the Wacker back in the day, and I, I the assistant coaching job of the 15 schoolboys team over here in WA. We went over and won the national championship, and Stephen Canelio was our vice captain, most lovely human being. If he does listen, mate, I hope you're doing well. Our day, he'll understand what I'm saying there. Um, to his parents as well, fantastic parents, had an amazing upbringing. I think he's... He looks happy, uh, and I know social media shows everyone happy, but he just got married recently. Congratulations. Um, he looks happy. He's out there living his life. Anyone who watched that AFL documentary when he had captaincy for the first year, I think it looked like he had a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Um, I think I think this could be his breakout year, and I've been saying it. We said it on, uh, I want to say it was the Midfield Podcast that – I want to do an episode based on just GWS because with their new style, I think this group needs to be let off the chain and they're going to be let off the chain and there could be a few really high point rises. That's very hard to rise from 101, but I could see him going to 110. So he is in my side and I, and I wish him all the best for a, a fantastic a season. A good point that I'd like to bring up as well is that he's not fighting for midfield time with Taranto and Hopper anymore. So it's a, it's a really good point. I think him, Josh Kelly... Uh, Lockie Whitfield, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I made jokes about you go and take the risk on Josh Kelly. I, I, I put him in and out of my side because I couldn't take the risk. But, uh, again, he's somebody that could still – he's an elite talent. And if they're given the right game plan, these guys would absolutely rock it up the, rock it up the list. Yeah. What about Heaney, mate? Isaac Heaney. No. He is the definition of a roller coaster. We've, we've spoken about roller coasters in the past. Last four years, average of 94, 94, 83, and 101. For a premium defender, you don't want roller coasters. He is frustrating. He's one of the most skilled players in the competition. He tackles well when he plays on ball. He can get you your four goals from eight touches, but you know, your eight to 12 touches as a premium player in Supercoach, it doesn't fit the bill. He's your Nat Five mold, isn't he, as a player mm-hmm. on the field, but he's not quite your Nat Five mold when it comes to stats. He's actually kind of the better mid, uh, the better forward, I should say, kicks more goals, where Nat Fife's probably that better midfielder. Mm-hmm. But they're very similar in that mid-sized, strong frame that can take a great mark for their for their height. He kicked a ton of goals last year, so that's the fear for me. I think he got a very reasonable score, mainly based off his goals. I can't see him kicking as many goals this year. So, yeah, it's a no, it's a no for me, especially at that price at the moment. Yeah. So we move down. Uh, the next sort of three on the list, I might even throw another one in there. You've got Zach Butters, Dylan Moore, Tom Hawkins, Tom Lynch, Connor Rosie. So obviously you've got two big forwards down there, but uh, out of those picked, the two Port Adelaide boys are the only ones in double digits. So Butters is on 10%. You got Connor Rosie at quite a high number at that thirty six percent. Yeah, geez, I loved Rosie's game towards the back end of last year. They put him in the midfield and working alongside Wines. He averaged north of one hundred and eight, I believe it was. Um, he's in my side. It's a big yes if he continues that role. 
and now that he's in the fifth, he's in his fifth year of senior footy. Um, I'll throw some stats out for you on Connor Rosie. So he's averaged 77, 70, 73. He started last year off slow, so I had him. I traded him out because he was just burning me something fierce. Still added, ended up on an average of 93 for the year. So if he continues that form this year, he will end up being an uber premium in your forward line. Do you know one thing I really hate doing, and this is throughout my whole fantasy football life, any any fantasy competition I play, I hate picking players that I don't know or I haven't watched and you're just picking off numbers. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I don't know why it is, I I watch football religiously. Uh, I love watching footy. It's it's on in the background all the time. Everybody's talking about Connor Rose. I don't know what it is. I must not watch many Port Adelaide games, or I just haven't noticed what everybody else is seeing. But it's hard for me to look at those numbers and look at those percentages and not throw him mm. in. He's currently not in my team just because I go back to that, you know, rule that I just made. But it could hurt me. So this could be the year that I'm just going to have to really sit and watch a few more Port Adelaide games and see what the fuss is about. I just can't pick somebody unless I'm confident that I know what role they're playing in the team. So, mate, I'm all for why people are doing it, and I've heard great things about him. And when I have watched, I understand him as a player, but I still haven't understood him as a role and what he does. But he's not in my team only for that reason at the moment. I think Kenny Hinckley worked out towards the back end of the year how best to use him. And that's through the midfield and accumulator of the ball, but he's just so silky smooth. Yeah. So who am I missing there then? Because you've got Wines, you've got Boak. They've just picked up Horn Francis, yeah. who we can say his name today. Because Justin yeah, Boak, sitting Boak here. I think, towards the back end of his career. So he's he's not on the radar for me. Um, when, you, when you're looking at their midfield, you, you go Rosie, you go Wines, you go Butters. You get William Drew, who's a, a good in-and-under player. Oh, Eamon's gone to Hawthorne. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just – I'm not sure about Port Adelaide this year. Their best will match it with the rest of the comp, but it's their consistency that concerns me. Um, yep. And like his teammate, Zach Butters. So, his last three years, he's averaged 87, 81, 96. Yes, that's a healthy average, but he's probably one of the clumsiest footballers I've seen play AFL footy. He, put, he puts his head where no other players – should, and for that reason, he gets hurt a lot. He gets knocked a lot. He's as tough as nails, but, again, when you're looking at premium players in the super coach world, you need consistency with games, and it, it takes one knock where he's out for three or four weeks or with the concussion policies that they've got in place now, he scares me. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, before we go to the, the two big boys, because I might actually throw them in with a, with a few other key forwards who are around that same mark and get your feeling on any of the big key forwards. Two Dimension, and I just mentioned his name before, mm-hmm. will Dylan Moore repeat the year that he had? Is it just a, a freak year or, instead, or just a high risk that it's just not worth the value of the money? High risk, for sure. Uh, with the way Sam Mitchell is and with the uh, implementation of youth at the club, um, last year, he averaged 18 points more than his year before. Uh, and at 521k in a Hawthorne side that's focusing on youth, that wants to get games into their young kids that aren't, well, they're, they're going to want to win as many games as they can, but I don't see the depth being there for their side. Um, 
yeah, consistency in numbers. I can't see that uh, happening for Dylan Moore this year. Yeah, what a year though! Uh, a big he shout a out to him for the year. he's become quite an informational player for mm-hmm. Hawthorne now, and. I think he had some of the best first quarters I've ever seen in my life. Like his numbers after the first quarter, where I'd love to, I'd love to be able to be that good at picking up all these stats. But I know, as being a guy who watched Hawthorne play, his fantasy numbers after the first quarter in, I think, I want to say at least fifty percent of games was unreal. I know there was a stat floating around for how many goals he kicked in the mm-hmm. first half compared to how many he kicked in the second half was outrageous. There was a, there but, was a stat I, um, yeah. I found earlier in the week that. He averaged, what was it, 42 or 43 points fantasy for the first quarter. And for the last three quarters, he was averaging 50. There you go. There you go. Interesting. For a guy that looks like he has a tank, so I wonder what it is. Mm. Maybe just clubs don't realize that he's going to do it. When they do it, they sort of have to do something about it. But anyways, we move on because I do want to get to the Maniacs, mate. I think let's just say one more name because I think he's a lock. I don't think we have too much to say about it, but Tim Paranto sitting ninth on price at 503000 He's picked in 50% of teams. Yeah. I think the Dunkley-Taranto combination is pretty much the highest combo we're seeing across the whole. Supercoach, mm-hmm. do you have both of them in your no. team? I do not have Ooh. Tim Taranto at the moment. We will, we will leave that there. Because when we go and reveal our teams, I'm interested to see that, and then maybe I'll get you to I'll get you to say the why he is in my team. Made it look obvious that I've said yeah. that, so he is in my team. But we'll leave that there and watch that space, and we'll make our viewers uh, and our listeners come back just to it. Because com- I do want to move yep. on. Yeah, a couple go, mate. Of comments just in regards to other premiums that you did bring up. Tommy Hawkins, 519k. He's 35 years of age this year. He's out for the first six weeks due to injury. Do not touch. Key forward. They always take, you know, their time coming back. Um, they're going to slowly integrate him into a body of work. He will drop markedly in price. And when he hits that 400K or high 300s, pick him up. Tom Lynch, the same. He had a cracker finish to last year, but at 519K for a key forward that shares their time with uh, Nick Rewalt and the likes. You know, Dusty Martin's going to be playing a lot of forward uh, time this year. He's not worth it at 519K. Also, Harry Himmelberg. People are going to see his numbers throughout last year and go, wow, he's only, what, 499K? But word out of GWS is is that he's training with the Ford Group, even though it's been stated in the past that he's an all-Australian defender. So go figure. So if that continues, don't touch Harry Himmelberg. He averages 70 as a Ford. He's priced at... What is it? Ninety-four. I've just, I've just never been big on touching any real key forwards. Um, the only one who I did touch and would put in my side was like Lance Franklin. Yeah, he, he sort, he had that ability to push up the ground. He could still walk away with eleven kicks, seven marks, six goals. He, you sort of knew if he only kicked his two or three in the game, he still picked up quite a few disposals at the same time. But yeah, no, the big defend the big forwards. I sort of really stay away from. Um, so no, you're spot on there. Some good mentions. Dare I say, the greatest of all time in finals football, or definitely grand finals, and that's coming from someone who's watched a lot of Luke Hodge play. Um, is Dusty Martin's fantasy time done? I think it is. I think with him him getting on a little bit with the recruits that Richmond have bought in, in Hopper and Taranto. I think you're going to find Dusty play a lot more forward this year. 
Um, when Richmond are in trouble or they need to stem the momentum, I think you'll find they'll throw them in the guts for that four or five minute burst, get your hands on the pill type of thing, help us out, put him back behind the ball. But um, from a consistency point of view, and I'm sure you've had him in the past, Rob, he does burn owners. Like you'll get your 120s, 130s, but then you're also going to get your 50-point games where he just doesn't look interested. Uh, spot on. What I find really interesting, and I don't have either one of these players, but just above him in price by $400 and, and his teammate, Shy Bolton. Cool. Now, if I'm – he's at 5% picked, where Dusty Martin is still at 10% picked, which I find really interesting. If I was to pick between the two of them, it, it, and maybe it's maybe it's your and my generation, mate, that are still picking these teams at the moment, there comes a point when we get to a certain age that if you haven't started looking at the next generation players, you're going to start losing fantasy. Yeah. And if I'm picking between Shy Bolton or Dusty Martin, I think Shy Bolton's going to have a bigger year this year. I think he's more likely to go in the midfield and get some midfield time and be that Cyril Rioli type who gets more disposals than Cyril. Um, yeah, your thoughts? I agree. 100% agree. Shy Bolton, he's, he's got an X factor about him, doesn't he? He just he can find the ball. He kicks goals. He's lively. He does some incredible things. And that does translate with the way he plays into big super coach scores. He doesn't need to get his 30 touches to get his 100 points. So if if you are looking to choose between the two, I'd be going towards Bolton. For anyone to me to give the uh, the Cyril-like tag as well, if anyone heard at the start, I'm the coach of the delicious Raviolis, that's not because of Morris. I'm not that old. It's not because of Daniel. It's not because of Junior. I'm a Cyril man through and through. And uh, and I loved playing the guy. I loved watching the guy play. He he was the guy that got me through the turnstiles. But yeah, no, I think um, I think Shy Bolton's one to watch. I, st- I still wouldn't pick either one of them just with with the other Richmond players that I have in my Absolutely. team. Absolutely, mate. We move on because I think this is actually going to take a chunk of today's episode. You and I were going through the notes a little bit. I'm intrigued to see extensions on those notes yeah. from you here. We move into your segment of the mid price maniacs. Uh, for anyone who this is your first episode, dare I say, uh, like Andy Lee, welcome, welcome to our show. Um, but uh, this is the segment where mid-price maniacs who give you a lot to get excited about, maybe cause you a little bit of chaos at the same time. But these are the guys that, if you get them at the right price, are the difference between winning your bolter bets or not. So I throw it over to my man, Mickey Dell. Let us know where are we starting okay, in so our mid-price yeah, maniacs. Yes, for me... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm starting with Dane Zorko. He's at four four hundred and fifty-three thousand. His last five years, he's averaged ninety-five, one hundred and six, ninety-seven, one hundred and nine, and last year was a down year with eighty-two. I believe, from what I've heard, he's moving to half back to be a user of the ball with Caden Coleman and Daniel Rich, with the occasional run through the midfield. Are you picking him, Robbie? I've had Zorka in my team many, many years. Um, if I talk about the same, that generational change thing now, it's a no for me. I think um, the Hammies still play up. He does some silly things here and there. Um, unsure of where his position truly is going to be because if he ends up becoming another one of their sort of mid-size forward types that goes in, his numbers really drop. Yeah. If he goes to the back line, he might pick up some disposals and some numbers, but it's it's a no for me this year. I don't think the consistency will be there. Yeah. Toby Green, GWS, 421K. 
we know in the past when he's played midfield, he goes large. The last four years, 93, 83, 90, 76 last year. I think he was a bit jack of playing last year in uh, the system that they had there at GWS. I believe this year, here's a watch this space for me, first of all. I believe that in their new game plan that they've got, the run and gun um, with the potential for him to go through the midfield, if he cleans up his act a little bit, and when we talk about people with short fuses, he's probably got the shortest one of the lot. But if he can keep his nuts and bolts together and actually start on the park, this could be a mini cash cow here, Robbie. Yeah, 100% agree. He missed the first five rounds last yeah. year. Had the, um, you know, came in, as you said, there's a bit of a disruption with what's going on at GWS. We didn't like the style. He was kicking a ton of goals without actually getting a lot of disposals and things like that at the same time. But um, for me, we were talking about this in the last episode and we sort of clunked on it a little bit. But one thing to remind people of, the price doesn't change until after they've played two games, games. so that third game. So, yeah, so after the third one. So you've got that ability to to watch what the GWS style is going to look like. And he's one I'll be watching very closely at that price. He starts with a break even of 76. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he gets a bigger role, he's a quality player and he's an important player for that side. I think he's their most valuable player, if I'm being totally honest. When he's on the park, they're a chance to always win. So, yeah, definitely someone to watch. He's not in my team at the moment, but I, I rate him highly. Next, and this is probably my most... Uh... Apart from Josh Dunkley, my most locked forward for this year, and we'll lock him in as a bolter, bolter. Benny Cunnington, 419K. The last four years, 102, 102, 108. Uh, we all know about his, his health and his, his ability to battle back from that last year, and he averaged 49. Um, it's yes, yes, and think about it, and then yes again, pick him. I can see why you've picked him. I haven't, but I can see why people have. But it's a it's a monetary thing. It's the balance of my side. Yeah. If if you if you're looking at the whole side in front of me, I don't. You know, my my fourth forward at the moment is currently at uh, two hundred ten thousand dollars. So we're talking a two hundred thousand dollar difference. So I can't see where I'm getting two hundred thousand yeah. to make that at the moment. But if people are going that balance of primos to a mid price. Out of the mid-price maniacs that we're talking here at four nineteen, I could see why you'd do it. I still think there's an element of risk, although he's the type of guy that if he's playing and Clarko's going to want some wins, Clarko's going to want leaders around the, the grounds, he's going to be in the midfield. There's nowhere else to play. Mm-hmm. So, And you know he just racks up touches. So it's it's not a bad shout. He's a good value shout. He's not only a good value shout, but he's one that you could – he's the kind of guy that you could actually probably leave in there all the way until finals – you know, as in finals for super coach, where you then go, you know what, it's time to get this guy out who's averaging me high 90s and uh, get someone who's averaging me 110. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, as I can see why you've done it. For me, it's a monetary balance at the moment for why he's not in my side. And I wish him all the best. He's bloody great Absolutely. to watch. He's an a, 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 a absolute weapon. So for the past, uh, before last year, he was ranked in the top 15 midfielders five years consecutive. So if he gets back to that sort of form, he's definitely worth it. 
If anyone's watching us on YouTube right now, my eyes are darting around because I'm actually trying to work out where I'm going to find 200K because oh. I think maybe it should be in the side. <laughs> uh, next one we'll touch on, and we've spoken about Richmond players a little bit, but this bloke sort of darted on the scene a bit the last sort of 18 months, two years. Liam Baker, 429K. He comes in an average of 78. Um, he does get a lot of midfield time, and I feel like he's a very important player at the Richmond Footy Club. He's a bit of a barometer for them. When he's up and about, they're playing well. And when he's quiet, you often see them get done. So uh, for me, at that price, it's a little bit risky, especially when you're chasing the uh, the big prize. But I don't think you could go wrong. You definitely get consistency out of him. I think he's definitely a bit of a risk at that price. Mm. Although the defender forward tag, you don't get too he much. Does. So he's got the dual position in the defender forward. I also think with who they've recruited this year, he no longer will get that forward time. I actually think he's going to be that maybe defender who could possibly go into the midfield or just have majority of defence. Now, if he's down in defence, he's getting that come pass, get the handball, run up along the wing. We know Richmond a tap on the football at all costs at all the time. So, yeah, you know where I sit as I'm not a huge fan in that 400 type range other than someone like a Cunnington that's just that makes sense. So I tend to steer clear. I'm, I'm looking at my team now. I don't actually have anyone in my team that starts with a four. So, yeah, it's a no for me at that price. But, um, yeah, we'll see what he does. You bring up a good point, Robbie, where if he does play back and you've got Grimes and those guys locking down Bolter, locking down the back line, and then Daniel Rioli, Jaden Short, Liam Baker, you can't stop all of them, you know, so. Well, Bashel Hooley's retired, yeah. so someone's got to go and get a few more of those disposals. Yeah. So, so I, I, think you, I think you named the right three players. I'm not a diehard Richmond fan, so we may have missed someone, but I think, I think you're spot on with if Baker, Baker Short and, and Rioli become the running gun off the yeah, back line, you, I, think he could, I think he could rack up a few disposals. Yeah, and then you've got Grimes and Tarrant as your stoppers and Bolter, yeah. Um, yep. They're, they're, if if anyone, I love that we're doing footy. See, whenever I do tennis commentator, I can't talk about betting because I work for tennis. Uh, we can't bet on the sport or, or advice. But I'm excited. I, I've realized now I can talk about betting and footy. Richmond have got to be right up there as one oh, of the absolutely. premiership contenders this year. Yeah. I don't even know what they're paying. I'm probably I'm probably standing like I'm telling everyone to pick a roughie and they're sitting there as second favorites, maybe the TAB or Sportsbet or whoever wants to sponsor us will name you as our betting, <laughs> our betting provider. But um, but yeah, no, Richmond, I love their list at the moment. They've, they've done really well to get some of those players and, and what they've done. Uh, so, absolutely. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one I want to bring up is going to be a little bit of a smoky. He hasn't done a lot at the past, but potential. Sam Wiedemann at Essendon, 300K. Um, being an Essendon man, I've been paying a fair bit of attention to what's going on the track. And uh, he looks pretty good. He needs to cement his spot first in the side. So I'll be keeping an eye out for these uh, practice matches that come up in less than a month's time. But um, if they're going to use him as a forward and then a swing ruck, at 300K, there could be value. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How much exactly is he? 300 on the dot. Oh, do you know what? I'm just sort of scrolling through to have a look at him right now. I'm so glad. This is one that must have completely slipped my radar a little bit and i'm so glad i didn't say it in our our last podcast when we talked about rucks and we were talking about melbourne's lineup and things like that i was nearly about to say if you're sam wiedemann surely you're packing your bags and going and getting a game somewhere else because he's a quality forward not getting picked in that team um so somewhere somehow with life i've missed this one that is a great pickup for the bombers i actually think he's got a lot of potential i think he fits into your side extremely well I'm not picking him for super coach, but um, I think he's going to have a great, great year if he if he slots into that team. And and well done for picking him up. I know you're a Bombers oh, man. You're probably a bit excited. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not picking him up. I, I would want him to be a bit lower. If I'm looking at someone like an Oscar Allen at 210k, mm-hmm. if you're just looking to pick value, I'd be saving my 90k and taking Oscar Allen at at 210. Yeah. Well, we'll touch on Oscar because he's on this list as well at 210k. Um. I don't have a lot of notes on him because when he did play, he was brilliant. Um, I remember watching the West Coast team pretty closely and he was backing up Nick Natanui as that ruckman. And then going forward, now that um, Kennedy's retired, it's it's going to be him. It's going to be Darling. Um, I'm not huge on picking, um, you know, your forwards, your big forwards. But at 210K with his scoring potential, like, he only needs to average 80 to make you 250K here. I don't think he's going to be averaging 80, but I think he's definitely making you money. Mm. I think you'd be very comfortable in getting the 60 to 70 out of him as that forward. Um, you, mate, you've, you've kind of settled the notes right there. He's gone from being their third forward, which he took the third defender, was able to shine and be exciting, could go in and do a bit of a pinch hit in the ruck. I don't think he's great when he goes in there and definitely got found wanted when he was in the ruck. Um, he now definitely is in the position that he wants to be. He'll be the deep forward. Darling will play still at that centre-half forward. They'll look for him. He'll kick goals. He'll take marks. He'll get kicks. So I feel comfortable in getting you that 50 to 60. You'll be stoked if he gets you a 70. Yeah. If he kicks four, well, that's your 85. But he's going to get you money. So everyone out there at the moment, anyone that I talk to that's getting ready for this season, they're asking themselves... There's plenty of people there who are going to get me money. How do I make sure I get the scores at the start that keep me high and make money? Mm-hmm. So you've got to pick and choose a few of these players. But Oscar's one that I can see slotting into most people's teams for that guaranteed value. For sure. Just had a quick look at his stats. In 2020, he averaged 79. 2021, 64. But in 22, 21 games, sorry. So, yeah, there's money to be made there.
Absolutely. Got another bloke from West Coast here that you might be able to tell us a little bit about, being a WA boy, Sam Petrescu-Seaton. Um, will he get back to the Carlton days where they were running him through the mids? He's very awkwardly priced, and the last two years, a very ordinary average. Um, I'm putting him in here because he's a mid-price maniac and people have been asking about him, but for me, it's a huge no. Yeah, I reckon I, I'm always wary of saying this. I, I feel I'm more important than I am, which is trying to say things like a West Coast player is going to pull me up for our podcast. Maybe they will. He's underachieved. He's just underachieved. The guy's got the guy's got more talent in his pinky than I've got in my whole body. Um, you know, went high in the draft, showed flashes of great mm. things when he was at Carlton. Um, people even said, you know, with with West Coast where they were last year and all that, to sort of grab him, he's he's going to slot in and just didn't do mm-hmm. much. I think the rumours here is he's going to play off the back line um, and, and run off there. But no, I, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him. I, but I think he I, – I, you know what? I hope he averages better than a 51.1 um, mm. and because he does he does have a lot of talent. So I think he's in their side, but I'm not touching him. Now, I've got five here that I want to bring up. I wasn't overly convinced by them, but our good friend Justin's – thrown us um, these names. I want to throw these to you. Uh, Jack Lukosius and Ben Long. So Jack Lukosius is at 360K, Ben Long 353K. They're both a very similar type of player when they're playing backline. Um, a sort of a run and carry, you rebound 50 hitting targets. Um, they've both been tried forward in the previous couple of years. Both have you fair to say failed as forwards. Um, if they're playing back in that Gold Coast side and playing a role as, I believe his name's Powell that plays there, um, as Jack Bowles played in and accumulated a lot of points when he was playing that role, there's uh, there's money to be made there too. If Lukosius goes back, I'm... I'm watching. Mm. I'm I'm watching. Ben Long's a no for me. I know I know why you'd mention him. I know why Justin's passed it on and look, we're recording this, so I could chew my words. It's a no for me. He doesn't done enough for me to he you know, be on my sort of true watch list. Mm-hmm. You can't put a hundred players on your watch list. Mm. Uh Lukosius, though, if he goes back is a hundred percent on that list for oh, me to for watch. Sure. I think at, I think at that value and the scores that he can get if he goes to that back line. Um, yeah, he's he's another talented player. Forward, it's an absolute no. But if he looks like he's going to be a defender, and if, you know, talking to their, you know, if we're going to send out a, a comment to Gold Coast, find a position for him. Yep. Find a position for him and, and get him in there. And that position um, being and back. I think he more value in the back line. I, I think so. I think so. With with Benny King back, um, he should go back. Now, I want to, I want to bring one up. Uh, I've got notes here for Darcy Tucker and Michael Federick. Both of these guys, um, one's still at Frio, one's been traded from Frio. Um, they're both 330K and 272. They both watch this space, see what their teams do with them. With Darcy Tucker, I believe the word is he's playing as a halfback. That's cheap. If we're talking about your run and carry out of the, forward, out of the back line, sorry, Michael Frederick. Playing on a wing, being fast on the open space of the Wacker, or not the Wacker, sorry, Optus Oval, Optus Stadium, whatever it's called. Um, there could be value there. But Rory Lobb at 455K, 
playing for the Western Bulldogs this year, they play a lot of games at Etihad Stadium under roof. And I don't know his measurement, but I'm pretty sure he's seven foot 100. If he's playing inside with no rain and they sit it on his head, wowee. There could be some big scores for Rory this year. Yeah. I, Rory does not want to play in the ruck. Mm-mm. If Rory wanted to play in the ruck, I actually think you'd be talking about him as like a top 20 player in the AFL. If you actually just embraced being a forward ruck, you're a top 20 player in the AFL because he, he does have the ability to kick goals. He can be a key forward, and then he can go in. And actually, when he goes and takes that ruck role, he does it ex- he, he does it well. So I don't know why he doesn't want to do it. But I'm not touching him if he's just a forward. Um, but, mate, you mentioned some great names. Frederick's going up onto a wing, 330, interesting. Uh, is he ever going to be that true player that gets you over that 75, 80 consistently? I don't know. But on a wing, maybe maybe he does. I really like the Darcy Tucker shout. The guy knows how to find the footy. Uh, if he's with, with everything that's going on with Taron Thomas at the moment in North Melbourne, and, and that might solidify Darcy Tucker, if he's running off that half back at North Melbourne at 272, and and, and my inside info at, at Frio was, was, was watch him at North Melbourne. He, he could find the footy. He could be that sneaky one. That at 272 actually is a, uh, I wish I grabbed him. Yeah, it's a really good shout. I think there's a lot of people out there that won't even know his name. So I would put him on your radar, get some news out of North Melbourne, see where he's actually playing because he does know how to find the footy. And to finish off with, I've got to mention his name being an Essendon supporter, the package, Jakey Stringer. When he's up and about, he's exciting. When he's not, Oh, there's, there's no words that can describe. Last year, he was really hampered by injuries. They rushed him back. Uh, he was bloody awful. I won't pick him. He frustrates the, the shit out of me. But don't be surprised. In, in years gone by, he's like gone over 500K when he's up and about. And, you know, and if Essendon, they've got a fairly friendly draw this year. You know, they play a few games that Eddie had. Um, get him out in the lead or let him isolate himself one-on-one in space with your smaller defender. Don't be surprised if he racks up some scores. I need to see him go in and do a couple of the clearance roles again mm. as well. Um, similar to... Degoe. Uh, similar to Degoe. If he If he does go in and start actually getting a few... Uh, clearance percentages. I love when that stat comes out to see how many actually start in that in that clearance percentage. Definitely one to watch. Definitely one to watch. Uh, he drives me nuts. He absolutely drives me nuts. For some reason, he always seems to play a ride right against Hawthorne, which kills me as well. But, yeah, he's a player I kind of steer clear of, but I, I can see why you've, you've got to put him on people's radars. But for me... Yeah. It's not about what he does in the forward line. I want to see if the Bombers start giving him a bit of that inside mid. You can tell me more. I mean, that's just one thing that I've always been concerned with. Um, have, have the Bombers picked up anyone else now to really be that sort of inside mid yeah, for them? That, or? So with Langford being fit during the preseason and then picking up Setterfield, they're two bigger inside mids that we need. So, yeah, Parrish and Merritt were doing a – 
a serviceable job inside and Parrish did really well on the Brownlow. But I'll take you back to episode one where we uh, described to viewers that it's not necessarily the best player on the park that's going to score you the most amount of points. You need to pick players in super coach friendly roles to ensure that you score the most or maximum points that you can. With Setterfield and Langford being inside, that will take away from Parrish's numbers, but they're bigger bodies, so overall, Essendon are going to be better. I believe that if Stringer's fit and firing and rolling through the midfield and giving Langford, Setterfield, these blokes a bit of a chop out, he will score some extra points in there. But at his age, with his hamstring issues, with his back issues, he's just too much of a risk. Yeah, the only one I love is Merritt. I actually like Parrish. I like Merritt. Shields, mate, mm. get some mud on your jumper. Get some yeah, mud on your I jumper. I think Luke Parker might have said something to him last year. Oh, get, yeah, just you've got so much talent or embrace being a winger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I know that's no disrespect to wingers. I'm just saying embrace that wing role. You can't ask to be a, a midfielder. You've got to get your hands dirty. Yeah. But I think they picked too many likes. I didn't think they, they didn't need to throw the money. Anyway, we digress. We're talking about the Bombers. Uh, we'll, we'll do some we'll do some team episodes as we, we go through. And we'll, we'll, we'll get – we've already got that vibe of we're getting towards the season, aren't we? We're getting passionate about our teams. But we've got a few more to go through. So keep going, mate. Uh, well, that'll be it for our um, mid-price oh. uh, maniacs. Um, and before we move on to our rookies or bargains, I've got to remind you that uh, – our loyal supporters and um, friends at NBA uh, 2K have uh, jumped on board and sponsored us this year. So are you sick and tired of playing the My Career Mode by yourself or tired of heading into the wreck by yourself and matching up with randoms you don't know? Head on over and give the guys at ANZPL2K a message on Twitter in relation to the Australasian 200, uh, 2023 NBA 2K League which has just begun its second season. Get a group of five mates together and enter yourselves into the competition to be in with a chance of winning the grand prize, which is over 6K this season. It's handy pocket money. Players from this league, such as X Delaney and Rye Hammond, who have been playing together for a number of years now and now sitting on top of this table and have just recently knocked off the three-time defending champions. So get on the clinic. Australia is now getting the recognition it deserves when it comes to online gaming, and could you be the next one drafted into the next 2K League? Register your interest today by sending a message to the guys at ANZPL2K, and they'll help you out from there. Just knocked off the three-time champion. They have, yeah. My sources. So I heard I, I heard the nickname X Delaney. Is there, is there a relation uh, there? Is there a nice shout-out? Yeah, there is a bit of a shout-out to uh, my baby brother. Yes, he, he is a lot better than me. Um, and they, they're playing some good basketball by all accounts. So uh, let's see if they can bring home the bacon and maybe he can pass on some of that winnings to his big brother. I love that. Mm. I absolutely love it. Yeah, no, it's good fun. It's good fun. I, I met a lot of these boys through this podcast through – uh, a bit of 2K leagues and things like that. It's amazing where you can make make friends and, and lifetime friends from something that just started off as a, as a little bit of fun and a little bit of banter. So, no, nah, huge thanks to our, our sponsors and our supporters. We really do appreciate it. Probably a good time to mention as well. Make sure you subscribe, guys. If you want more of our content, we do it for a hobby. We do it for love. But the more subscriptions, the more banter, the more comments, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, we're on it all. Um, jump on and listen to us on Spotify and YouTube. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to talking to you and getting more comments throughout the year. 
as we move in to our rookie prices or our rookie players. Again, there's a few there, mate. So uh, where do you yeah. want to kick things off, Dylan? Um, have we spoken about Toby McLean yet? We haven't. We haven't. Yeah. But at 55%, I think most people have either heard about him, but we definitely should speak boy, about him. Oh, boy, wow. Get him in your team. If, if this boy <laughs> is – I shouldn't call him a boy because he's mid-20s now, but if, if he's playing, you pick him. He's got a way of finding the footy. He gets the cheap kicks out the back. They're not big point scorers but he accumulates the ball. And without, uh, what's his name? He's just been traded to Melbourne now. Um, Hunter. Without Hunter being there, I envision that Toby McLean is going to play that role out on the wing. If he can keep his body right, you could make 300K out of him. So let me ask you a trickier question then. How long is he going to stay on your side? Barring injuries or anything like that, how long does he stay? Oh, I think if he's fit, he's in the best 22. So what I'm so for your fantasy side though yeah. is he someone that you see being all the way until the you win the premiership in our in our league that everybody oh, should join I'd, by the way I'd love to be able to win the premiership but if he at this price is averaging you know your ninety to ninety five for the year there's no reason why he can't stay two or three years ago I did have him in my team and he ended up in my team I ended up losing the grand final that year but he averaged north of a hundred that year so. He has the potential to go that high and average that much. Um, I think it's a low-risk, high-reward move having Toby McLean on your field to start the season. Yeah, I think he's an absolute lock. He's sitting in most people's teams, and I think that's the way it'll continue to go as people build build more teams and get ready for round one. Mm-hmm. Just below him is uh, is Benny King at Gold Coast. We know he comes back from injury this year, he's, so he's sitting on that 176-300. He's in 29% of teams, brother of Max, knows how to find the find the goals and the marks. I'm assuming most people are looking at sort of just picking him again, sort of like that Oscar Allen type as a, as a value. You know he's going to play. You know he's going to get you hopefully at least that minimum 50 points to sort of up your value, and then you make a move from there. Is he sitting in your side, he mate? He's sitting in my side. He's on the bench at the moment. As I, I'm not a huge fan of playing big forwards, um, and you'll think that I'm I'm talking absolute smack when I reveal my side uh, in a couple of minutes' time. Given that I do have a couple of pods in my forward line uh, that may surprise some viewers, but um, for him, he will play. He's a focal target in the Gold Coast forward line. He was humming along really well before he. He did the nasty uh, 12 months ago, but he's back. He's training. He will play. I expect him to probably average 60 to 65 for the year. So don't expect big things out of him, but he will generate your money. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't sit in mine at the moment, but I wouldn't be shocked come round one if he's he's sitting there knowing mm. exactly what you said, look, looking for those dollars. But, again, you can only pick so many just on value. Uh, you've got to make sure you go and get the points too. So he's out of mind at the moment. I can see 100% why people have him in the team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Who you got next, mate? Uh, let's go Josh Bruce. 161K. Uh, I will point out that he's never averaged over 71. But from all reports that we're getting at the moment, he's training with the back line as a defender, which to me screams more points over him playing as a forward. When he came back last year, he was underdone. He was there to help out Bugle Hagen. Um, didn't really get into the thick of it. 
the year before that, he was playing some really good, consistent footy in the forward line for the Doggies before he did his knee against Essendon. Um, I've got him as a cash cow as well. Interesting. I actually haven't seen your forward line, so I'm intrigued to see it when we reveal it at the end of this episode. Uh, yeah, Josh Bruce, definitely one I've been thinking about contemplating with, I think, at the moment, Western Bulldogs have way too many decisions to make, which I don't think we'll even know till halftime of round one. Bevo doesn't really give too much away. Uh, we know he likes to play the games in the coaching box a few times as well. The one I would love to see, and, and look, this is just me putting my coaching hat on, mm-hmm. I'd actually like to see Norton go to the back line. Norton was an absolute gun back coming out of the waffle here in WA when he got drafted. They had no forwards. They moved him up there, and we know what he's done, and he is an absolute gun of a forward. Mm. But the Western Bulldogs have plenty of options to possibly play in that forward line with natural forwards. He's not a great kick at goal. I actually think he's the guy that should go back. Now, to everyone listening, don't go and jump on him in your super coach and all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's going back. I think he's going to play forward, but... They've now got Lobb, Darcy, Hugo Hagen. I mean, Bruce, if that's not working down back, or I think Norton could be a better back. He even has all-Australian-type qualities to be a back. So, Bontempelli will go through yeah, there. I think, yeah, so for me with Bruce, I think it's – I need to see more reports of what that team's going to look yeah. like. But, again, I see it, and I see the dollar value. Again, we're talking a lot in this forward line. This is what we said. This was going to be a big part of this podcast Absolutely. because there's a lot of dollar values and you could nearly roll the dice and pick which one you're going with. Yeah. And we will remind viewers that this year, unlike others, there is only one proper practice match before they start round one this year. Mm-hmm. They've got games. So they've got a match simulation game and then they've got one pre-season game and then we're straight into games. So... This year's going to be a little bit different in the way of you're not going to be able to view your players for two or three weeks prior to picking your players. So I've got it here that uh, Essendon are playing Gold Coast, Brisbane are playing Sydney, Hawthorne are playing Geelong, North Melbourne are playing Richmond, St Kilda are playing Melbourne, Carlton are playing Collingwood, Fremantle are playing Adelaide and West Coast are playing Port Adelaide. See, I, I am okay with that because sometimes that actually can hurt us. I think sometimes we get lost in the stats. One or two players not playing mm-hmm. really changes the mantle on who gets points where and people get a little bit gung crazy and just quickly throw these people in off the back of one practice yeah. match. So I'm okay with that. What I urge our listeners to do, Glue yourself to your couch and watch the first two rounds of the AFL and actually see where these players are playing on the ground. Absolutely. Don't go and make some rapid-fire trades based off the numbers. Go and watch the footy and see where these guys are playing. Take the use of those first two weeks where we get no massive price changes. And when you get to week three – now, I'm big on you might want to move some rookies around because you start seeing some rookies who show what they can do and make sure you've got the right rookies in the right spots possibly. But – that, that end of week two going to week three, you need to know that you get those right two moves done. Don't base it just solely off numbers. Yes, break even is important, but know who you're bringing into Absolutely. your team. And while we're at it, Western Bulldogs and GWS have opted out of their match simulation, so they will only actually play one game before round one. 
Good. Yeah. Um, who we got next? How, how many we got left? Uh, looking we've, at we've the time. A, we've got a couple. We'll just quickly go over them. Finley McRae, 123K. Brother of Jack McRae at Western Bulldogs. If he's anything like his brother, he's going to be able to find the ball. I think he's struggling to find his way into the Collingwood side, but if he plays, he could be a money generator. Yeah, anyone with that surname you're always going to look at. I think when he came in, I think he was even a medical sub in one of those games as well and came on a point, so don't so much look at what he scored. I did like when he was on the field. I happened to watch one of those games, and I I did like what I saw. But, again, it's a, it's a tough team to get into at the moment. So job security versus score security. Yep. People have heard me say that before. Yep. Uh, Thomas Berry, 123K at the Gold Coast. He's in his fourth season. He's already played 20 games of senior footy. Um, again, it's if he plays, where he's going to play. Uh, I have him in my side at the moment purely for cash generation. I think he'll play. Yeah, no, he's not in my side at the moment. I must put it in. Finn McRae's got eighteen percent of teams yeah. at the moment, so people people maybe know something that we don't. But uh, we'll keep an eye on him and, and get any information that we can. Now, I've got one for you here, Robbie. Fergus hmm. Green, one hundred and twenty three k Hawthorne. Is that? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. I've heard his name mentioned a lot. I, I've got to be honest. Other than sort of uh, Weddle and, and those type, I've actually been a lot more glued to our second, third, fourth-year players and where they're going. I've got to go and get myself in touch with our with our rookies yep. um, and what's going on. But um, I have heard his name. It's pretty hard not to miss that name when it is mentioned. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm not going to sit out of here and give some information. One thing that one thing that we all agreed on before starting this pod was it's okay to say I don't know. We're not going to sit here and tell something to you guys if and just pretend and give you some false line. I don't know enough about him to tell people. I'm seeing 8% of ownership, so maybe there's some people out there that know more than me, but I will go and suss it out and make sure I get info before round one. So I can tell you that he kicked 54 goals in the VFL last year. He is a local Bendigo lad, son of Chris, local Sandhurst legend. Um, And with Mitch Lewis injured, he is a key forward. I wouldn't be surprised if he played round one. Does he get ahead of like a Jacker who played yes. last year and kicked a lot of goals as well? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uses the ball well, leads up well, very athletic, has prior AFL experience, played a couple of years at the Doggies and played some senior footy there. Um, I, I think he's next in the pecking order. I'm excited. Where did we pick him up? What number? Uh, I think it was late. Like Beautiful. This year, yeah, this will be his first year at the Good. Um, Jacob Van Ruin, 123K. Mm. This mm. man is firming for round one with Brown out. They are really liking this guy down there. Um, as I've said, I'm not big on key forwards. I don't have him in my side at the moment. He may make his way in, but um, job security for me, depending on how long Brown's out for, depending on the quality of his play, it might only be one or two games, then you're stuck with someone with no cash generation on your bench. Yeah, no, I've I've heard big raps on this guy. I think Fremantle just missed him out in the draft as well. Um, but for me, he's a no. I look at, and we can talk about him now, I look at a sin at 123,000 as well. He's, he's possibly going to go up on the wing. Mm-hmm. He's possibly going to go up on the wing for Port. So job security and score security for me sits higher than a, than a Van Ruin. This is one of those ones there where people have to be very careful that they don't just see a name on a sheet of paper that's playing round one at a rookie price and you put him in thinking he's going to play all year. Be very careful. Yep. 
Uh, I'm glad you're. He's sitting on. He's picked, he's picked in 23 percent of teams. Be very careful. Wow. I don't think his job security at a Melbourne is going to be that high. And again, if he hasn't had that price change and he doesn't get enough games to do it, you're stuck and you just burn a trade. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up Josh Sim. He was next. So we've addressed him. They're looking at playing him up on the wing. He's having a good preseason. Big raps on him last year. Only played one senior game. Um, if he's in, you pick him. Yep. Yep. Spot on. Uh, and one that we we're, were brought to the attention of by our good friend Justin as well, uh, Blake Drury. He's 102K, so he's a rookie. He wasn't picked up in the draft. He's been picked up as a rookie by North Melbourne. He captained Caulfield Grammar last year. Highly rated coming out of that uh, footy uh, area down there. And there's a lot about him that they compare to with Jack Bowie from Melbourne. He's tough. He's small. He uses the ball well. And he has that winning mentality. They um they believe that he's firming for round one. Yeah, no, again, I and I looked at the numbers when Justin said it. This is one of those ones that must have slipped off my radar. He's twenty four percent ownership, which is massive mm. at that hundred and two price. If anyone's playing at that hundred and two price, that you've got to put him in your team. Um, again, I'm going to go look at some further reports and, and see what that team structure looks like. As we said, the Taron Thomas thing throws a little bit of a spanner yeah, of who's actually going to go where and play what role. Um, you know, you got to remember as well that be careful. Like someone like um, Clarko went and got, you know, a Liam Shields yeah. and things like that. Maybe those are the guys that start coming in if like a Taron Thomas is now no longer at the club or, or what that looks like. So don't think they'll always just go youth. He'll want to win games. But, um, yeah, no, he's he's moved into my side, and I'll talk about whose spot he took um, and what money that's done for me. Absolutely. And that's all we've got for the uh, rookies and bargains, mate. You got anyone else to add? Beautiful. As I said, no, mate, I think, we've, I think we've tapped off a lot. If we've missed anyone, guys, we're going to come back and look over these episodes, anyone that we've missed. Justin also has some great notes. Like I said before, we're not going to sit here and talk about players that we truly don't know the information about or have some actual genuine backing behind what we're saying. There was a couple of names that Justin did mention that we're going to leave to him. Um, so we've got time between now and round one. So we'll make sure we come back and do some pointed differences. But... It means we get to the fun part of the show as well, where we can uh, reveal our teams. How about we do it a little bit differently? I would love to hear your forward line, mate. No worries. So my whole forward line at the moment, I've got Josh Dunkley. And my point of difference, I'd love you to find what the percentage of ownership is with this one. Charlie Kerno, Carlton. Yeah. Keep going. I'll find yeah. it. Yeah. Ben Cunnington. F3, Oscar Allen, F4, Toby McLean, F5. I do have Bruce on the ground. Apologies to viewers when I said I was on the bench at F6. And then I've got Ben King and Blake Drury on my bench. So Charlie Kerno is only at 2% of forwards picked at the moment. Um, so one more time. So I was doing that. No, so right. I heard. So Dunkley, Kerno, Cunnington, Allen, Toby McLean. Josh Bruce, and then on my bench, I've got Ben King and Blake Drury. I like it. So it really sparks my ears back up to, I think I remember when we did our Defenders show, and and guys, we'll do a full team reveal. We'll get it on our Instagram pages. You can find me at Twitter at at, uh, RobK underscore FS. 
Um, we'll put our full reveals of our teams mm-hmm. and, and how they edit as we go along. But from the backs, I remember you spent quite a bit of cash in your back line, didn't you? Because what I'm hearing there in your forwards is you've got a couple of points of difference. So is that where you've gone a little bit more value, especially even at that forward three spot, going with a with a Charlie at 474 and then you drop to a, a four again with Cunnington? Mm-hmm. Because your backs is where you spent a bit of cash, yeah? Yeah, yep, that's right. So... I'm I'm not spending like I'm well under two mil for my forward line. Yeah, so I'm pick, oh. I'm picking players where I've got one, two, three, four mids, and then I've got uh, Kerno, who I believe is in for a huge year. Him and Mackay, they'll be the best one-two punch in the competition, if not already. Oscar Allen, who I believe is going to make money, but I'm I'm looking at with my forward line. Yes, they will. Um, potentially score well, but here's where I'm going to increase my value and make my trades from here and have some of my midfields with my mid-forward role and then my forwards with the forward-mid-role chop and change in order to be able to build, not so much build bank, but build a really strong side for the year. Nice. So my team, um, and I've just done a, I've done a move. So I've got one hundred twelve thousand dollars now sitting in my cash. So I need to go and work out where I'm going to go and spend that. I've gone very much a primo rookie forward. So I know we've done a massive talk here about the mid price maniacs. The only one that I will consider is is probably Cunnington at the moment, who could come in. But my team at the moment is is I've gone the big three at the top, so I can sort of hopefully set and forget with. Josh Dunkley, Stephen Canelio, and Tim Taranto. Uh, if Taranto goes in that midfield, I think he explodes. We, we all forget that he was the highest price forward going into last year, and I think he'll be up there again um, with his numbers. I've, I've put Drury in now. So where I've just made that 110K is I took out Oscar Allen. If that Drury plays in the back line, does what he's do- doing and scoring about the same, if he can get me that 40 or 50 mm-hmm. or 60, that cash is huge. Uh, McLean... We haven't talked about him. We did in the mids is that Philippou from uh, St Kilda. So mm. I urge people to go and have a look at him from what I've heard. Uh, massive scoring potential even in small amount of game time. I've got Sin on my bench and I've got Radagalia there. So anyone who is sitting and listening to our Ruck um, podcast, he's now gives me that ability that if for some reason English or Marshall just happen to miss a week and Radagalia is still in that Geelong side with Hawkins out for those first five, six weeks, I can flip him in there, mm-hmm. and I think at that 174000 he's going to make me that money, and I already know that I've got a trade coming in round six for hopefully a really nice really nice little upgrade. Sounds good. I, I, like, I, I do like when my team's coming together, and I like the sound of yours. It gives everybody a little bit of a point of difference to look at mm-hmm. there, which is, which is great to hear. Um, as we said, this is I think a forward line is something that we're going to be looking at a lot yeah. before this round one. Um, there are a lot of great names that we mentioned there in that mid-price, and we urge people to to go out, do your research, go and have a look at as many Super Coach reveal teams as you can. But I I really urge you to not panic, swap, stick to your structure, look at your team. If all of a sudden you feel like you need to have a change, I actually encourage you to wipe your whole team and start again. Mm-hmm. You start sort of putting in players and flipping others out just because you saw someone in your side. It can actually really throw your balance off, and you forget why you had them in the first place. I don't know. Any final thoughts from yourself, Mick? No, I think we've covered off everything pretty well. Um, for the both, most part, both of us, we've got some really solid people in our forward line. We've got players that are going to make money. 
it's just interesting to see how the season progresses and where these points of difference are going to play. You know, your Oscar Allens, what's, where's he going to go? You know, Toby McLean, is he going to be an on-baller? Is Josh Bruce going to play back? You know, like there's 30-something days till round one. I personally can't wait. But, um, yeah, as we progress and, and keep dropping our podcasts in regards to each team, we'll go more in-depth with how sides structure up, how they play, where players play where, where we think there's value, and, uh, and then we'll come the final team reveals. I think they're all the questions that keeps everybody awake at night for those super coach diehards out there. I think I might have to start getting a little bit of touch-up for makeup if anyone starts watching our YouTube a lot more. Our YouTube numbers are actually pretty good, so everybody's seeing the bags of my eyes grow and grow and grow, having a look at these teams every night and every morning. But uh, it's what we love doing, and uh, we thank everybody for listening in on whatever medium that you've chosen to watch us. Make sure, again, you jump on our socials, subscribe to our podcast. We thank everybody for listening. Mickey Dell, thank you for your time and your expertise, the absolute stat man. And uh, one more time, guys, thanks along for listening along to the Molten Fantasy Sport Podcast. Take care. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. 